Welcome back everyone to the second part of the episode Navigating Economic Cycles Lessons from Boom and Bust Cycles. In part 1, I explore the historical context, the role of government policies and the insights of my guest Peter Schiff, the man who predicted the 2008 financial crisis. If you missed all that, then I recommend you have a listen. I will be waiting right here. Now, Let's dive deeper into how these macroeconomic boom and bust cycles directly impact our personal finances. Understanding this connection is essential because ultimately these cycles aren't abstract concepts confirmed to textbooks. They have real, tangible effects on our everyday lives. During a boom, you might feel optimism of economic growth, witness job opportunities aplenty, and celebrate the booming stock market. Conversely, during the bust, the narrative shifts. jobs become scarce investments lose value and the economic downturn ripples through communities affecting individuals and families alike but how does all this translate to personal finance how can you sitting at home navigate these economic waves and safeguard your financial well-being to help me dissect these practical strategies let me invite my next guest on the show anand doctor anand is an experienced financial advisor and founder of fincare It's a pleasure to have you on the show Anand. Hi Ashish, good to be here. All my questions are going to relate to one underlying theme Anand. How can we protect our financial health during economic downturn? Right, so to begin with let's understand what an economic downturn means, right? So basically in a normal state we expect the economy to grow, to expand, right? But there are times when the economy does not grow as fast so it slows down or it actually degrows, it actually contracts. Right? That's what we call an economic downturn. now uh, that's an economist definition for you and me on a, in our day to day life what that means is uh, there is less demand for goods and services so whatever you're making you're selling there could be less demand for it prices could go down so you get less revenue for providing the same level of goods and services so inflation is down interest rates could be going down your income can whether it's business or salary income it can be there might be a cut in that income or you may at times uh, if you are a salaried person you may lose your job if the situation is really dire because the entire economy is basically taking a pause or going down and not moving up which requires uh, your and my skills more and more so that's what we expect to happen also at the same time asset prices are going down so whatever savings you've invested even those investments uh, values are going down so this is what uh, creates a tough situation for a lot of people and uh, therefore we need to be prepared and uh, of course there are there's a whole list of things that one can do but the primary thing is to make sure that you have your financial hygiene in order and you have liquid savings so it can't be illiquid something like everything is in an in lic policy which is the money is going to be available after 30 years or everything is in one flat real estate or everything is in in a ppf account where you can't touch the money for a long time there has to be liquid savings which are available to you quickly easily and safely Sure, Anand. So, what are the things we should be mindful of? Right. So, one is of course budgeting is a good thing to do through any phase of the economy, whether times are good or bad. But especially when the times are bad, in good times people don't always take so much care about their finances. But in bad times, uh, when they start paying more attention, the first thing to do for budgeting is very basic: note down very diligently all your expenses, big or small. on a day to day basis note everything down it's a tiresome cumbersome process it's boring most people don't want to do it but if you want to fight through these downturns then this is your biggest weapon first and foremost know where your money is going 
And the only way to do that is to note down all your expenses. Now, once you know that, sit down together as a family, decide which of these expenses are necessary and important to you and which are not. And you'll discover after your budgeting exercise, after noting down expenses, that there are many expenses which are actually not important to anyone in the family. They just happen because nobody is paying attention to the money going out. Right? So you can easily remove those from your budget. Then you look at what are the big major expenses or you know purchases that are planned in the near future. If you don't need them today, if you can postpone them, do that so that you have enough time to uh, you know make sure that your savings are happening and you have enough of a buffer if things get even worse. And it's easy to say, you know, do this, but behaviorally it becomes difficult. Like all of us know that we should, you know, exercise every day and eat good food and all that, but we don't necessarily do that. So it's difficult to stay in within budget and make sure that your saving is happening. So one trick to do that is to make sure that your savings are happening at the beginning of the month. If you're receiving your salary on 31st, make sure your SIP installment is going on first. So your saving is automatically done, right, without any decision making or any, you know, procrastination. And then you are only dealing with your expenses with the remaining money so that there is less scope of you going out of your budget. Understood. And what I'm assuming is that we need to take care of our liabilities, our debt very seriously as well, right? Right. So, in fact, uh, while we want to not have much of liabilities uh, during an economic downturn, you don't want those AMIs hanging over your head. Ironically, it is also the time when it is difficult to reduce your liabilities. Because your income is uncertain or it is reducing, sometimes there is even a job loss and uh, therefore uh, you don't have those extra savings to pay off your loans. So it's very difficult to reduce your liabilities. What you, what you can do is make sure that you are smart about managing your liabilities. So first, if you have any extra luxury assets, like if you have a car on a loan, you have a second car, so you can probably sell off that car and you know uh, save on those interest costs and have some extra money. The second is if you have multiple liabilities don't go for the largest one first necessarily go for the one which has the highest interest rate so for example credit card balances could you could be paying as much as 36 percent right which is insanely high interest rate to pay then you might have personal loans which are having interest in double digits so it could be anywhere from say 10 12 percent to 18 percent to sometimes even as much as 24 percent so make sure that you pay off these first rather than trying to pay off a larger chunk of let's say your home loan where you're paying eight nine percent an interesting aspect of an economic downturn is that interest rates typically go down during an economic downturn. So what happens is you have an opportunity to pay lower interest on your existing liabilities. Now, the uh, current institution where you're borrowing from may not necessarily pass on those savings to you immediately. But what you can do is you can do some shopping. You can go to different institutions and look at refinancing your liabilities so that you get a better deal and you pay lesser interest on the same loans that you have. Got it. And thank you for sharing these insights. Do you have any points to share on emergency funds? Right. So building an emergency fund is crucial, right? There's a popular proverb that says it's no use digging a well when your house has already caught fire. Right. So the time to do that ideally is not during an economic downturn, but when things are going well, the situation is under your control and it's easier for you to commit to savings and make sure that you can put some money aside for the bad times. Now, then the question that arises is how much and where do you put it? So how much again depends. It can vary widely depending on your situation and even for the same person at different times, depending on their financial picture, it can be different. So it will depend on factors like how secure your job is. How many financial dependents do you have? 
how many liabilities do you have do you have liquid investments right or are they all very liquid so these are the questions you need to ask in order to arrive at the right figure for yourself in that situation but there can be certain thumb rules to have as uh, a basic frame of reference so in terms of your emergency fund what you can do is depending on how confident you are with your finances you can have 3 to 6 months of expenses as your emergency fund also if you have any liabilities and you're paying emis every month then have 6 to 12 months double of whatever you're accounting for as expenses double those number of months so if you are accounting for 6 months of expenses have 12 months of emis also added to that emergency fund right so so that's a basic frame of reference so at least your day to day expenses and your emis are taken care of also you need to make sure that when you invest these savings they have to be a safe and b liquid so that they're available whenever you need them right and this leads me to the topic of investments actually since during downturns the markets are down doesn't that make it an opportune time to invest in the markets so that's a very you know interesting question because a downturn is in fact not just a problem but also an opportunity right so in 18th century nathan rothschild famously said the time to buy is when there is blood in the street and even our current uh, you know finance mogul warren buffett says something similar that you should be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful so these downturns do present some amazing opportunities and uh, maybe we can follow these you know investment gurus advice and grab those opportunities and try to buy as many assets as we can because the market is giving them to you at a bargain basement discount right so it's a it's a big sale that the entire economy is giving you and you can uh, you know snap up those assets and that can really help when the market turns back up and uh, the economy is doing well and um, the appreciation that you can see in these investments made at these times can give you super normal returns but the caveat there is to make sure that the money you're deploying here is very long term money so it could be money for your retirement it could be for your children's uh, higher education or just simple long term wealth creation where the money is not required for at least the next 8 to 10 years it can't be money that you need maybe 6 months or 1 year down the line because then again the issue will be we don't know how long the downturn is going to last and how much time is going to take for the economy to come back up and the prices to appreciate uh, and these assets to you know do start doing well so if you put your short term money here then if the downturn is longer than what you expected to be then again you're faced with a tough choice either sacrifice whatever you needs you have for that money or you book a loss from your investments and take the money out and you definitely want to avoid that yes i hear you and so it's not really about timing the market in fact it's the time in the market that matters right that's what has worked historically if you can stay invested for the long term the troughs will eventually turn into peaks and losses and gains will average out ultimately contributing to the building of net worth so what are your thoughts on investment strategies anand absolutely and uh, you know when i look at people's uh, investment portfolios it's like i'm listening to you know some old hindi movie songs so one song that i hear most uh, you know frequently is akele hai to kya gham hai chahe to hamare bas mein kya nahi so people get very confident about one particular asset put all their money there so it could be one house it could be bitcoin it could be esops or shares that you buy in a, in the company that you're working for and people are so confident about that one asset they put their entire net worth in that one asset and now what happens is during a downturn when you actually need the money 
it's very difficult to get money out of those assets so another kind of portfolio that uh, we see is where the whole family lives together dies together does everything together and uh, so this is when you have a lot of members in the family which is to say you have a lot of different assets all your money is not in one asset but they all belong to the same asset class so for example uh, i was seeing the portfolio another day of an investor where there were 12 different equity mutual funds two pmss one aif and then also a list of stocks that he had invested in directly right so you have all these different assets but it's not really an effective way to diversify your portfolio it's still not a, a diversified portfolio because it's all linked to the indian equity market so if the market is up all of these will do well at different rates of return but they'll all do positively uh but when the market goes down let's say like you know in 2020 if the market is down to 40% all these different funds are going to be down his pmss are going to be down his stocks are going to be down right so his entire portfolio is going to be a sea of red although he thinks he has a diversified portfolio it's not really a diversified portfolio thank you anand for sharing your perspective effectively managing through economic ups and downs necessitates strategic decision making to ensure sustained growth and capitalize on opportunities let me share some key specific points with you it's crucial to diversify both personal and business finances this involves expanding your financial portfolio and income sources such as by broadening your customer base product offerings and service delivery methods building and maintaining savings during prosperous times is essential to prepare for economic downturns with a focus on long term investments like retirement plans wise debt management particularly monitoring credit card balances and paying them in full each month helps prevent long term financial strain keeping job skills updated is vital for enhanced employability aligning skills with industry demands training and education embracing individual financial planning steering clear of herd mentality and tailoring a plan that aligns with personal goals and risk tolerance ensure a uniquely designed and resilient financial path taking guidance from one finances experienced qualified financial advisors is a wise approach let's take control of our financial destinies with confidence and mindfulness if you found this valuable then help us spread the message and until next time stay financially empowered this is temperament by one finance produced by wine studio and i'm your host ashish chavla Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.